The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk for just a moment about a post at conservativewoman.co.uk from November 15th titled Pilot Warns of Airline Industry Disaster Due to COVID Vaccines. Captain Shane Murdoch says the air industry is, quote, poised on the precipice of disaster, close quote, a pilot for more than 40 years and a qualified air accident investigator. He has found official data that back up his claim of impending global catastrophe. He adds, quote, when correlated, the data indicate there is an enormous problem that is having and will have a significant impact on aviation safety worldwide. There is enough evidence to be sending out red flags. It's a great piece at conservativewoman.co.uk from November 15th, Pilot Warns of airline industry disaster due to COVID vaccines. With me this hour is Sasha Laripova, who's, who's on her substack writes, I could not become a pre- professional artist, so I became a pharma and medical device R&D executive. Her substack is titled Due Diligence and Art. Quote, uncovering fraud in pharmaceutical R&D and manufacturer. And by popular demand, I will include my art pieces that have nothing to do with pharma. SashaLatipova.substack.com. Thank you very much for joining me again today. Sasha, how are you? Hi, Bruce. Uh, I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I I love I love what you're doing. I wish, uh, I wish if I have anything to do with it, the whole world's going to know what you're doing. In my words, you're analyzing, <laughs> you're analyzing, correct me if I'm wrong, you're analyzing and publishing how the shots were made. You found outrageously harmful things and you're reporting widespread injuries and deaths, all indicating this has to have been the big plan and intention from the outset. Is that a good summary? Uh, yes, correctly. Uh, the 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 problem is that, well, it was interesting that um, in your previous segment, uh, Angelina Jolie was quoted uh, using the word kill box um, because it is a military term. And uh, my my colleague Catherine Watt and I, um, in our investigation, we called uh, the system of law and regulations that was put in place before uh, the so-called COVID pandemic uh, a kill box. And it's a global kill box. Um, so it's the same concept of deploying the military onto global population uh, with the purpose of causing harm, destruction, killing, maiming, and it's indiscriminate. There is no racial preference here or any sort of preference. It's basically to it's designed to destroy the world as we know it, destroy our um, you know, constitutional governance, uh, nation states. Uh, reduce economic uh, prosperity of the people, um, kill as many people as possible, and enslave the rest. 
And so we we are living through this um, through this uh, scenario unfolding and the hot kinetic war and uh, that that has been also raging in Ukraine and now in the Middle East. That's also part of the same plan. I see things, unfortunately, exactly as you've just described them. Quick question. I've uh, heard folks whom I respect for their research and analysis say that the Chinese created, I think particularly the Pfizer shot, maybe others, and they're not aware that there's the same injury and death in China. Are you aware of any distinction that China's kind of been protected from the harm of these shots? Uh, no, I I personally do not believe that this is, you know, China created these vaccines and China created this virus and China is attacking U.S. That's not true. Uh, U.S. government created these shots and U.S. government created whatever they sprayed around and deployed as a as an initial to, to generate initial symptoms of COVID, which wasn't dangerous. It was just to scare people uh, right. and to initiate this whole global panic. But mm -hmm. it's not it's not a Chinese plan. It's the U.S. government's plan. And U.S. government is working for their paymasters, which are not American people. Uh, and this is a, a kind of a global private mafia cartel. Uh, but this is the U.S. government, U.S. military, DARPA, DITRA, uh, Fort Detrick, uh, the NIH, the CDC scientists, all of them, and obviously a lot of U.S. dollars involved in creation of both what what the chemicals that were used to generate initial COVID symptoms and then these lethal shots that are being deployed. And China is a is a minor partner. Um, they're investor, co-investor, or you know, members of Communist Party you know, leadership are co-investors in these uh, vaccines. And so they're financially benefiting from it. Uh, they're not shielded, Chinese population is not shielded from any of this kind of um poisoning and uh dissemination uh, they they use they use their own poisons they do have a partnership with moderna now to manufacture the same shots in china the mrna shots in china for chinese population so you know china is not shielded from it at all but they're participant in it not the leader thank you uh, the, those folks i'm going to you know strongly recommend that they look at your work very very closely because they're smart and they're certain and it's a nuance frankly compared to the, you know the knife at our throat and what's happening um and i'm really intrigued how you described how the how something was given us maybe you said sprayed that's my experience. My personal experience is I went out one night in late 2021 um, with a friend. We had a bite at, a, at an empty and small place. I interacted with nobody. I went to the restroom at the end of the meal. I woke up the next morning sick as a dog. And for the next 10 days, I got sicker, more achy, painy, more dizzy than anything other time in my life. And it took another 10 days. To, to start to subside and and I, I'm, not, I'm intrigued by tell me what you can about how they gave uh, a, a sickness before mm -hmm. the vaccines please yeah well so you know I can't de definitively determine what it is and it's it's long gone right and also it's not one thing they they likely using multiple multiple modalities and and vectors. 
But what I can definitively tell you, it's not a virus and it's not a bioengineered virus. Uh, and and there, there's no ability to make uh, living things in the labs, no matter what those fear mongers tell you. They don't have this ability. Uh, they, they definitely don't have an ability to create something both um, highly uh, deadly or toxic and spreadable at the same time. So tr highly transmissible at the same time. So you can do either one or the other. You can you can create and it can certainly create poisons. That's I mean that's ancient art. It goes back thousands of years. So you can poison people. You can poison individuals. You can poison uh, small groups of people in the same location. Uh, and uh, you know there are multiple vectors that can be used. Um, water, food, food. Uh, today we have certainly a lot of uh, ability to create different chemicals. Chemicals. Uh, toxic chemicals are also combinations of chemicals and biologics, such as, for example, DNA plasmids, uh, which are a starting point of all biologics manufacturing. And so these kinds of things. And, and um, also there's a long standing, you know, uh, experience and tradition, both in the Soviet Union and the, in the United States, uh, in the biological and chemical weapons development of aerosolization of things, and also using subway systems as uh, both uh, test platforms and deployment platforms, and, and, and uh, also spraying, spraying stuff from the airplanes. Uh, there were now, you know, infamous, famous experiments that were conducted in San Francisco, for example, spraying benign bacteria from offshore, and it got into office buildings, it got into uh, everywhere. Uh, so they were just tracking, you know, how can we aerosolize and spray material and and, uh, and deploy it. Um, so th those methods exist. Uh, they're now, they now have more capabilities to design both biological substances and chemical substances and deploy them in these ways. And so you can, and so what you have described is your, your symptoms, those are symptoms of poisoning, you know, so, because poisoning as opposed to having, you know, a common cold is, uh, is basically very rapid onset, extremely rapid onset. And then you have this, this, you know, you're getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and then it's just kind of washes out of your system over time. And so you recover. And that's what majority of people experienced, including me. And in my case, the onset was hours, you know, so and and simultaneously me and my husband, that doesn't happen with common cold, you know, common cold takes time to to uh, to develop those systems, symptoms. But, you know, we went to a shop, we came out two hours later, we have high fever, we're sick and symptoms are neurological also that very characteristic loss of uh, taste and smell very very bizarre it's not congestion it's not common cold it's a neurological poisoning because we've inhaled something you know something that we were poisoned by aerosol um so uh, that that's that's what i want people to to notice in mm -hmm. their environment mm -hmm. don't listen to what the tv tells you because they also simultaneously with these symptoms they're blaring propaganda at you. Oh, you know, people in China dropping on, you know, dead on, on bus stops. And, uh, you know, so everyone has this idea and they had this scary novel virus. Well, they're spraying chemicals on you and creating the symptoms. And then, but they were not lethal. So you recovered, I recovered. Yeah, it's, it's nasty, but it's not dangerous, really. Um, but they, it was designed to create panic, to drive people into the hospitals where the kill box was deployed. That's the first part of the kill box was to use uh, panic, fear, PCR testing, which is which is false positive 
not diagnostic. So they target people by PCR into the COVID ward and the COVID ward is operated by the federal government and by the military where they literally, you know, murdered people by putting them on ventilators, sedating them, dehydrating them, removing um, food, uh, uh, not giving access to relatives, kidnapping them, and then giving them remdesivir, which shuts, the, shuts down kidneys. Uh, and that creates, you know, fluid in lungs. And then they're saying, oh, it's respiratory death. And then they're calling it COVID and giving hospital bonuses, huge bonuses, 20% kick uh, for using uh, remdesivir. And then giving bonuses to the coroner to lie on a death certificate that there was a COVID death, even if it was like a bullet to the head. So that's how that's how they created it, um, the, the COVID panic and, and pandemic. And are you based in the United States? Are you talking primarily about the United States? Yes, I, I am. I am a U.S. citizen. I live in, in Nevada, and um, uh, yeah, I am talking about uh, United States because that's majority of my research. I did mm -hmm. look into European um, situation as well. This was the same sort of COVID death protocol was practiced in the United Kingdom, and I know this for sure. Uh, in the United States, it is still practiced. So as of late September, I have experienced this COVID death protocol with one of my relatives. We barely saved her from it. And I, you know, I uh, published on it. I, I went on media and interviewed in one of upstate New York hospitals. That protocol is still being practiced. I believe on your Substack, and, I'm, and I know other places as well, but on your Substack, Sasha, you have presented more than enough evidence and documentation to convince a lay person and uh, uh, also professionals along these lines, right? And that's the goal of what you're producing and publishing, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. I want, I want the professionals to understand how exactly they were fooled because the whole um, this whole setup was designed not to just fool general public who doesn't know any better. It was designed to fool the professionals like myself, um, who worked in pharmaceutical research and development for 25 years, like doctors and nurses, and uh, you know, so people of a professional class, so that they close their eyes and and fulfill the uh, orders of CDC and don't ask any questions. But, you know, I was out of the industry by the time this whole thing started, and it, it really shocked me what they were uh, pulling off. And so I started looking into it myself and uncovering what, what really is going on. Mm -hmm. And lest anyone think I'm saying, uh, read and believe just what Sasha Ladipova writes. I know that Catherine Watt, Catherine with a K, at bailiwicknews.substack similarly has a body of evidence, facts, and figures that would have the same persuasion. And if you would agree with that, tell me. And if there's a third, just for fun, before we go down other avenues, who besides you and uh, Catherine would you refer people to so that they could get persuaded about the truth of the picture you've painted? Uh, yes, yeah, so I definitely um, recommend people to read Catherine's analysis because it helped me when I found her work um, over a year ago, it helped me to finally understand what actually was going on. So and here's what else, Sasha, and here's what uh, we're going on right now. I'm reintroducing you, Sasha Ladipova, and here is important information from TNT Radio.
You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, Certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained Uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought... No, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And I am Bruce Tatars. This show is World Stage, and with me is Sasha Ladipova, intrepid researcher and publisher of the truths about COVID and the shots that the world needs to know so we can stop the noose from tightening even more around our necks. Sasha, I had asked you about any other researcher or source for folks besides yourself and Catherine Watt, um, and you were in the middle of a point. I got distracted. What uh, What were you saying? Did I interrupt you? What would you tell me next? Uh, yeah, so definitely check out Catherine uh, Watt's uh, Bailiwick News Substack. But also, um, uh, I want to point out other people uh, that I personally respect very much and look at their work. Uh, so Dr. Mike Eden is uh, one of my friends now. Uh, he's from United Kingdom and he used to be a, a, a very senior executive, um, uh, executive vice president, I think, at Pfizer, uh, was running a respiratory uh, therapeutic area, research and development. And um, he he was very early on speaking speaking against uh, the uh, these COVID shots, the mRNA injections, and uh, his predictions that he made uh, in December 2020, this, him and his colleague, Dr. Wudark uh, from Germany, submitted uh, a complaint, an re- urgent request to European Medicines Agency to stop the approval of these injections. And they outlined all the all the risks and all the danger that they knew just by examining the design of the product 
So the product wasn't on the market. They didn't have any access to the clinical trial data. They were just external um, researchers looking at the design of the proposed product and outlining all the risks and, and danger that they were seeing. And now, three years later, it's all true. All of the things that they pointed out came to be true. And so that's that's as accurate prediction as it gets to, and, and as accurate uh, demonstration that this was purposefully designed to be dangerous. Um, there are other people that I highly respect, Norman Fenton, also from the United Kingdom. He has um, very good statistics uh, and uh, analysis of excess deaths. Uh, there are websites. Who, who was that? Who was that second Norman, fellow, please? Norman Fenton. Thank you. He also publishes on Substack and with two other colleagues. Um, and uh, another website is very uh, interesting. I, I early on collaborated uh, with Craig uh, Parody Cooper. He's also uh, a friend. He set up a separate website where we were uh, publishing information about uh, adverse events and deaths recorded in various uh, system per manufacturing batch number. And so that website is, is called How Bad Is Your Batch? Or HowBad.info. Uh, and it's very uh, rich. It's not very, you know, pretty. It looks like Craigslist <laughs> as far as the design. Sure. Mm. But uh, but uh, it's 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 very, there's lots and lots of information and data from, again, from the very beginning of rollout of these injections. And my work is there as well. Uh, and we were the first ones who said, who pointed to the fact that the batches had very different toxicity profiles and which indicated, again, at the minimum at the time, I saw that it was breakdown of the manufacturing process and a non-compliance with good manufacturing practices and i was you know pointing this out and making presentations and speaking everywhere about it but now we know we know definitively this was also by design this this was intentional and it was also confirmed by uh, several colleagues uh, most recently from denmark uh, they actually even published a paper in peer-reviewed journal confirming the same findings in Danish data from the government. So I just want to, uh, I want to repeat those back if I could for people. Michael Yeadon, Y-E-A-D-O-N, I believe, right? Yes. And does he have a Substack? He is on Telegram. He doesn't publish on Substack, although he no. he he does comment on my publications. That's okay. Uh, but uh, the, he has Telegram channel uh, with his colleague, Robin Manotti. Um, and uh, that one is yeah. very interesting. They publish a lot of information about also geopolitics and climate hoax and all sorts of interesting issues. Yep. Anyone studying COVID knows Michael Yeadon and normanfenton.substack and howbadisyourbatch.com mm -hmm. for, for folks to get informed, persuaded, and motivated to do something what are you what are you focused on now in terms of continuing to study and bringing forth what's most urgent on your plate this week and next and or what is the if there is a single most effective tactic strategy or message you want to give to the world uh that could help us what would you tell me well, so the most important aspect right now is to have people recognize uh, that the the um, the way the separation is run, especially in the United States, but also worldwide, is all of um, 
all of these crimes that they're committing and these are definitely crimes of uh, murder battery uh psychological torture um theft all of these crimes are being committed legally so th that's what people mm. need to understand the most significant evidence of pre-planning and intent of this entire operation is the fact that the, uh, the the laws in the U.S. were put in place over decades preceding this to enable this operation to be conducted and to and everything that they are doing so far, I I haven't noticed any significant violations of law that they've made, and and this is by design. They've developed these illegal laws, which uh, Catherine Watt writes about, and I you know when I found her publication that that kind of clicked it in place for me that starting from about 1980s um they have introduced this legal cage and the legal kill box and they build it step by step uh over decades it includes uh first of all it includes the idea of the public health emergency as a national emergency it didn't exist until the 80s it's not anticipated in our constitution it's not part of the constitution it's something the executive administrative state, deep state put in as the uh, excuse to suspend the constitutional rule of law, which they have done effectively. Uh, so that announcement of public health emergency based on no criteria whatsoever, th there's no hard data that needs to happen. No demonstration of actual death or economic impact needs to exist for them to announce public health emergency as they did based on 40 cases in China and a few uh, cruise ships. Okay, so that that was their excuse to announce public health emergency, which suspends the um, the uh, which actually consolidates all the power in the executive branch, and neuters uh, legislative and judicial branch of the government, and then from there uh, the public health emergency cannot stop until uh, whoever announced it, which was HHS at this at this point, uh, says so. So we are still in a public health emergency uh, based on HHS. Prep Act declarations, which people don't realize. They think COVID is over. We don't have emergency anymore. Not true. It's been extended 11 times. And it is now uh, extended until December 31st, 2024. So we're still in a public health emergency, except now they've rewrote it to say, oh, uh, COVID virus or any potential virus. <laughs> so <laughs> any potential virus. Uh, and that's why we have a public health emergency. And then the, the second piece of this uh, of this big legal, legal kill box structure is the idea of these EUA countermeasures. Um, so what people think uh, what people think that being rolled out as vaccines and the, and PCR tests and uh, remdesivir and other therapeutics, uh, they're they're not pharmaceutical or medical device products legally. They do not have to. Uh, comply with FDA regulations for, let's say, uh, mislabeling, product adulteration, uh, even putting poison into the product, known poison, uh, even putting known transfectants into the product, such as DNA plasmids, which were found up to 30% contamination contamination uh, in, uh, in Pfizer vials and Moderna vials. All of that, and that all have been acknowledged by the regulators everywhere in, in here and in Europe and, and uh, in Canada. Uh, and regulators point blank uh, telling us, yes, we know they're there. We're not removing the product. You know why? Because the EUA countermeasures under public health emergency do not have to comply with any law.
they're illicit uh, for illicit drugs essentially except our government through all these you know machinations and putting these illegal laws on paper over decades created a whole bunch of euphemisms such as EUA countermeasures under public health emergency and it, this is a non-investigational and uh, uh, that doesn't have to uh, comply with the uh, IND or investigational research rules uh, so all of that exists in the law so so we have the laws that say that the government is allowed to do all of this and nobody can stop them. So my point to the people today is somebody, either a court or a, a legislative body needs to recognize and take judicial notice of these laws and uh, announce them wholesale illegal and dismantle them. And that's the kind of the main focus of my work and Catherine's work right now. And we're collaborating with several groups of legislators, le legislators who have noticed and would like to do something about it. And I think we need to have this momentum going and we need to have more legislators become aware, more courts become aware of this. Uh, to, to make a court aware, uh, somebody who is trying to sue Pfizer, for example, has to uh, has to introduce this into their case, has to somehow build their case based on the idea that these laws are there. Because what happens today, and I notice in majority of the cases who are trying to sue Pfizer, the plaintiffs go in and they say, oh, we were given experimental medicine and forced uh, to take it, and now we're injured. Well, in US law, this is not an experimental medicine. By law, it's not experimental. It cannot be. It's an emergency use countermeasure and a public health emergency. And th then the judges are throwing these cases out of court saying, no, it's not experimental. You know what? The judge is correct. Um, and uh, then again, the, 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 because the judges are following illegal laws and the cases are, are trying to, um, you know, sue Pfizer based on the wrong legal theory, what happens is we're just solidifying injustice. We're just creating a whole bunch of case law that confirms that these illegal laws are actually valid. So again, my, my point, somebody please notice these laws, these illegal laws, either in court or in legislature somewhere and start dismantling them. That is the rub. That is the bullseye, it sounds to me, that certainly every lawyer needs to be made aware of. I would like to think that if every maybe criminal lawyer, not so not every civil lawyer, but maybe every lawyer, if they comprehended what you just told me, and you're calling them illegal laws, are they illegal? They're not, they're laws. Well, they're, un they're, they're unconscionable. They're, they're unconscionable. They, they enable, so their net effect of this construct is that we have mass murder. Okay, so so that makes them illegal laws, and okay. we can. And I'm not a, a legal scholar, so we can have a you know lots of debates around this. But if some construct enables net result as as murder and and injury in, and in harm, masses, yeah, 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 with knowledge of forethought, construct should yeah. not exist. <laughs> you know? To any sane person, absolutely. And I'd like <laughs> to think more folks are sane than not. If we could break the trance, Americans are trained too much to worship authority and be too busy to study things for themselves and 
pay the price. We're paying, we're paying a hell of a price. We're paying a hell of a price. And I, I have mercy for the folks who are hearing these kind of things for the first time. I've been a reader of books all my life, so this didn't this had this hasn't surprised me when when COVID emerged at this late stage in my life. But for folks, I have a lot of mercy, but not enough to stop me from doing all I can to spread the word, because it couldn't be more urgent. It couldn't be more diabolical. It's it's it is. it's it's intense. It's fantastic. I I remember years ago, brief little story, when I was researching things behind the scenes or how the world really works, you know, I was I was at a, a group of people and someone was giving a presentation on how the Federal Reserve really serves private interests. It really does nothing for us. And that's putting it nicely. And I asked a question to clarify. He said, yeah. And I asked another one. He said, yeah, that's it, Bruce. I said, you mean there's really a dragon to slay? There's really a dragon to slay? You know, yeah, we're in a we're in a really bad James Bond movie. All of us, we really are. We really, really are. Yes, it is. It is. It is true. Uh, the people people want to. The the biggest challenge that we have today is, um, you know, uh, compelling people to see, uh, to see the evil. They don't want to. They think that if they deny that it exists and they close their eyes. And they pretend like, oh, everything is over and we just can go back to vacations and, and you know, watching sports on TV. Uh, that's, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, there's this, there's this urban legend, which nobody can verify anymore, of course. Uh, the legend says that when Christopher Columbus arrived at the New World um, with his big ships and this amazing new technology, the natives on the shore, most of them didn't see the ships because in their frame of reference, nothing like this could exist. They never had any anything in their life yeah. that would verify the existence of, of this. And so they didn't, they literally didn't see them. So there's this gigantic, you know, few ships landing and they don't see them. And, you know, and we know how things ended for them, right? So that's my, that's my um, message to everyone who is trying to hide their head in the sand don't because there is no way out of this by hiding avoiding and pretending it doesn't exist you have to face it head on and then you have hope for overcoming it and slaying the dragon and surviving you remind me like i've got a couple impulses in my head right now wow it's really hard if someone has a doctor in their family because they're going to believe the doctor in the family but i should rather think let me talk to that doctor let me let's get the eyeballs of more doctors on your substack and Catherine's and these other sources. They have to be challenged. Maybe more yeah, they, than most. I don't know. Yes, exactly. Because what this situation, what this this crime is about, it's not about science. Notice that all these debates about science that have been going on for, for three years. And that's exactly where they want you to focus in this sort of um, uh, debate that you, it's very hard to win. Uh, and it's a distraction, really. Uh, what Catherine and I write about is not science, it's law and pharmaceutical regulations and how they're being, uh, how be they're being completely subverted. So, and, and mm. doctors are not trained in law 
and they're not trained in pharmaceutical regulation either. They only listen to pharmaceutical sales, sales reps, but they never look at actual, you know, how the regulation happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we so, know, you and, you and I know that the journals have been co-opted. The medical journals are, are co-opted to brainwash the, the tribes of doctors. Sasha, let me reintroduce you. Sasha Ladipova, whose substack is filled with the documentation of the things we've been discussing. We shall return. Here is important information from TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. With Joe Biden behind in just about every presidential poll, the strategy of the left seems to be to go after Donald Trump even harder than they've been doing for the past eight years, if that's even possible. And on the media side, Joe Scarborough, whose brother-in-law works in the Biden administration, seems to be leading the charge. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. And as unhinged as that was, it's nothing compared to what New York Democrat Congressman Dan Golden said the other day. It is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Now, after receiving some well-deserved criticism, Goldman apologized, said he didn't mean to use that word, eliminated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is all the left has left. So watch for more of the same. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday to Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Radio Vision. My dad was a farmer. The guy was bigger than life. He wasn't someone that liked to show his emotion or liked to show when he was struggling. But we all struggle. I want to show emotion to my kids. It's something that brings me so much joy. And I want them to see me working through things. Allow your kids to know that it's okay to struggle. That even dad doesn't know the answer sometimes, but we're going to figure it out together. Bruce Torres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Sasha Ladipova is educating me about her deep, incredible, horrifying, frightening, but important research into the legal kill box that has been erected over decades to facilitate the COVID agenda. We were last talking, Sasha, about the importance of reaching out to doctors did i interrupt the thought you were having about that if uh please tell me no, i was just yeah i was just saying that right so so um the the doctors are not trained in law and and they don't understand pharmaceutical regulations either either so this is focus of my research and catherine uh, watts research uh is to uncover how how the crime is being committed completely legally on paper uh and why it's been designed this way and why it's been designed to fool professionals such as doctors. And would you, all right. So would you agree then maybe you did that if the, the top three or four types of Americans we could approach who, if they understood the truth, their influence would best leverage uh, improvement. Is it doctors? And if so, who else? 
Well, uh, the doctors, yes, um, you know, especially on, you know, understanding how dangerous those COVID protocols and how they exactly designed to produce mass deaths and injuries, and how dangerous the shots are. But I think people that we need to really um, reach are the parts of our leg legislative and judicial system that are still left with you know the people who still have conscience and people who still believe in the rule of law and mm -hmm. i know i'm speaking about a small minority now but i know they exist and so that's those are the people that we really do need to reach so that they can understand this and understand uh see the legal cage and once they see it it's actually very easy to dismantle it you know and there are so many times in my my years of muckraking you know corruption behind you know the military and the cia and the assassinations and blah 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 it gets mentioned there's only 435 members of congress there's only mm -hmm. a finite number in each of our state legislatures instead of all the sports and other time-wasting things we do if we had a a, a a lifelong habit of just a letter writing campaign of harassment to these to these people i say ejacularly but i mean it if more of us did even just that and then everything else because what percentage of all the members of congress won't respond because they're so captured brainwash or venal just you know yeah creepy yes a lot of them have been selected for the for reasons of uh not being very smart and being very corruptible and loving money and power and that's that's the unfortunate reality that we face but there are still some that's that that are intelligent yeah. and uh, believing in in higher principles and the rule of law what have been successful for me and my colleagues so far is um actually going to um local counties <laughs> And for example, in Idaho, uh, we have an amazing organizer. Uh, her name is uh, Laura Demaray, and she literally just, you know, got on the phone and got a bunch of meetings in different counties of the state of Idaho. And we were able to have county issue the letter um, resolution to stop the the shots in their county, and actually declare them biological weapons. And same uh, activity has gone on, I know, in parallel, uh, by a different group of people, but we have been in touch in Florida, and they also have been very successful uh, in several counties and in uh, uh, the the GOP, local, local uh, county GOP group, uh, also signing on to these um, resolutions. And while these resolutions are not lawmaking, it's just symbolic, but they accumulate, uh, and then eventually that has to go into the state legislator. Um, mm. And uh, you know, and other legislators, legislators from other states are interested in in um, also examining this, understanding, uh, investigating. We have been in touch with several. There are several dialogues ongoing. Um, there is also effort to stop these uh, injections, same injections being rolled out into animal vaccines, which is just horrific uh you know they they they're now hastily trying to introduce mrna shots uh for cattle for example which will basically do the same things that it's doing in in people it will cause cancer it will cause dysbiosis it will uh destroy animals microbiome 
I actually reviewed one of the vaccines that was approved by USDA. It's manufactured by Merck and it's been approved for pigs. And that vaccine uh, actually kills about 30% of the herd within 21 days uh, after vaccinations. But USDA approved it. You know? So uh, did, they, did, they rescind, did they rescind it after those deaths? Oh, no, no, no. This is in the label. It's part of the approval. So the label on the USDA website uh, on the last page has safety summary. In the safety summary, we see that you know these, these piglets that were injected, 3% uh, die right away. And then another 27% have ex extremely severe adverse events. Uh, they're inconsistent with Lyme. I'm pretty sure they got slaughtered after that. They, didn't, they weren't sent to a piggy hospital. So, um, so my question is, how is this approved on the label that this vaccine, you know, kills about 30% of your herd within 21 days. And I'm sure on day 22, things didn't get much better. It's just that the study was stopped. <laughs> so uh, and that's what, that's what, that's what, what we have to find. When what might be known about the harm to people who eat such cattle or pork? Exactly. It, 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 they, they can be harmed because uh, these, these shots are just as contaminated with plasma DNA. They're encapsulated lipid nanoparticle. People are saying, oh, well, you know, it will disintegrate and, and be uh, removed from cooking. Not so much. These are stable chemicals. Uh, we don't know. We, you need to do a study. You can't just hand wave it away. And yet that's what they're doing. They're just saying, oh, no, don't worry about it. That's not going to happen. And that's safety assessment. You know? <laughs> Okay, while I recover from that, I'll just state some a thought I pinned in my head. Yeah, how you described how so many representatives are groomed because they are corruptible. They're they can be, they they'll go along with these heinous plans because of their lust for money and power, which is why, obviously, I think we should write not just our our rep, personal representative in a district or anywhere. But all the representatives of our state and all the the uh, delegation from our state to try to find those who have a conscience and the ability to to care and maybe do the right thing. Not just our personal representatives, though they obviously them. Sasha, talk to me if you can about the next thing that occurs to you, or what where you might steer me to. Uh, Bruce, create your own effort in your county. That's the answer to the question I was trying to develop. But yes. you know, is there is there are there resources or folks you would talk about or recommend along those lines for empowerment? Right. So the, about the meetings with county officials, I actually also published uh, on my Substack the template letter and the actual nice. letter that was signed by the Idaho counties. Also the process step-by-step, step, how to approach your county to set up a meeting like this, which Laura provided for me, and which is very simple, but it's described and yeah. it has template language and the emails that you can send to them and yeah. try to organize a meeting with them and try to talk to them about this and say, hey, you know, these counties passed this resolution. Right. What, what are we doing? Right, and, and, and everyone that, could. Sorry? Yeah, so so my my colleagues and I, uh, including um, Dr. Jensen Lindsay, Peter McCullough, um, uh, Ryan Cole, who's from Idaho, uh, and Kevin McKernan and um, uh, Renata Moon, uh, she's a pediatrician. So we we so Laura would organize a meeting with county. We show up on Zoom and do five minute testimony each, 
And that, mm. that was extremely effective. So we can do that. Zoom meetings, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. And drawing circles around that effort, it occurs to me to search, this is my homework to myself, to search for any and all legal or judicial uh, or legislative uh, watchdog groups in each of our own states and educate them, inform them, get them up to speed, yes. get them on a Zoom, ask to meet them in their office, so that if they're in the if they're in the business of trying to twist the arms of legislature legislators, yeah, why not? Exactly, exactly. And now on Zoom, we can um, be very effective. We can assemble a great group of experts, both U.S. and internationally, mm. um, and and we can when we can do that. Um, yeah, and walk them through a PowerPoint and just, you know, mm -hmm. give them something to think about and chew on. And yes. I'm, I, uh, I, how do you, how much time? Well, I don't want to get personal. I, I would, but, you know, what, what of more driving substance about your effort and the information that's out there? It's so easy to ask you what's the most horrifying thing you've learned lately? There, I said it. Um, just fishing around for all I can get out of you, Sasha, because you're a precious resource to me in this effort. Well, I don't know about horrifying. I mean, all of this was is horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the thing is what people need to realize, um, the proper way to deal with, with, with any situation, no matter how difficult is to, as, try to assess the reality as accurately as possible, as truthfully as possible. And uh, because if your if your mental model of what's going on is very close to uh, objective reality, you are much more likely to develop uh, a productive way forward, and also not get you know depressed and demoralized in the process. Um, no, and and it kind of sounds counterproductive because they say, "What if my reality is super, super horrible? Wouldn't that depress me?" Um, no, but trust me, if you assess it accurately, you're you are much more likely to look at it from a productive standpoint and come up with solutions, and which will prevent you from being demoralized. So yes. that's my message to everyone. You know, no matter how horrifying what I'm saying. Uh, you know, believe me, I am as horrified as you are. It's just that I had more time to adjust to to this and to you know figure out like what I can do about it. So, I, and I and I encourage everyone to try to learn as much as possible about the truth and try to figure out what you can do yourself or with friends uh, to to change the situation, to improve it, to get us closer to restoring our constitutional governance and the rule of law. You, you answered a question I jotted on the break about strengthening people to look at the truth. And, I, you know, you, 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 you've equipped me and all, you know, everybody with that encouragement. Uh, my, I, I have a huge uh, awareness of the challenge for too many Americans to have dare I say, any self-confidence, any sense that they've got the power, the right and the authority to lead their lives, be the leader of their life, to affect things of importance. We've been dumbed down for so many 
generations. You can anticipate, you know, the next half hour sermon I would give along those lines. And with a heart filled with compassion, I'll add the suggestion to folks who might feel overwhelmed by these horrors, the importance of talking to yourself like a great mother and a great father. And the model that works for me is a great mother loves, comforts, soothes, and restores and makes you feel safe. There, there, everything's all right. You're not alone. I'll always be with you. We'll get through this together. All that, <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> calm down, Bruce. And then a great father is the very, very encouraging, playful uh, figure in my mental model. Come on, we got a lot of work to do. I don't know how to do it either. We're going to make a big mess experimenting, figuring out how to build what we want or solve the problem we have. And we're not going to finish it today. And we'll go home and we'll tell stories all about it. We'll shower up and we're going to get up again. We're going to do it again tomorrow. And along the way, we'll play and have some fun and maybe chase a dog or whatever. Come on, there's a lot to do. And I need you. I can't do it without you. And if we had good enough parents, more of us, all of us, this would be our self-talk. And that's the crisis to me because there's just not enough i don't see enough humans with the ability to do that the folks who can do that work in corporations and work in the media and become doctors and lawyers and they're very very spry on air and things like this and they're very glib and they're very clever blah 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 that's not enough we need all the folks who are suffering in despair who've never loved life enough to give a damn about it let alone do anything about it to rally and it is with this love and compassion and encouragement, I think. Yeah, and and the, the, but that was that was also by design. I, I mean, there are some the, some really um, great uh, authors on Substack. I'm I, I was reading just this morning um, describing also the history of of mass demoralization of removing the removing the the Christian principles. Uh, from everywhere, from education, from day-to-day -day practice, even from the church, uh, uh, for example, and uh, re removing idea of uh, adult agency uh, that you can determine your own life, that you can make these. So now you know everything is about authority, and and even I think even this whole campaign against bullying in schools is part of it. While you know I'm not for bullying, but uh the 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 whole idea that you know kids cannot resolve anything by themselves and always have to appeal to authority that's what it's it's being taught right so like you have to strike yeah. a balance between you don't want violence you don't want you know anybody being hurt or but on the other hand you don't want to be like oh no you can't make any decisions only go to the teacher and like you know complete sort of uh removal of any agency not teaching children to be self-determined, um, essentially wasting their time for a long time in school and not teaching anything, uh, not teaching any practical skills, uh, no vocational training. So all that is, it's its over time, you know, drugs and, and uh, all, all that is designed, was designed to demoralize people. It's a full spectrum effort, sashalatipova.substack.com. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming back on such short notice. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Yep, you. And I hope we, we stay in touch. And if I could ever help you with anything, ask me, let me know. 
Sasha Ladipova here on the awesome, incredible TNT Radio Vision. <laughs> 